0: Hi it's Shaz here. This is the first of many Finance Friday live sessions that I'll be doing for you covering all sorts of things from finance to property tax to my property deals uh, and anything and everything above and beyond that. An interesting question I was asked earlier this week by uh, a client was what actually leads to a tax inquiry, which is uh, a pretty interesting question. Uh, and I gave him a, a pretty detailed answer and I thought it'd be worth me sharing that with the community and of course you can add in your own bits because HMRC don't actually make it clear in terms of what leads to a tax inquiry. So the general viewpoint you'll get from HMRC is that tax inquiries are random selection or a random selection. But I can assure you they are anything but a random selection. HMRC would not pick out inquiries totally 100% uh, by random simply because that's not the way they do things. Now, uh, Ron said to me, I'm sideways. That's because I've put my phone on my tripod. So I'll do that Ron and I hope that makes it better. That means I'm gonna have to hold the phone while I I do the live but I hope that doesn't show me being sideways. So hi Farhana. So um, I thought uh, I'd share those uh, ideas with you uh, so that uh, it uh, helps and assists you. So tax inquiries are not random They are picked by HMRC for certain reasons. What are some of those reasons you might be thinking? Thank you, Ron, for saying that's better. What what would I do without you, Ron? I do sometimes wonder, but thank you for your participation. So one of the main things that leads to a tax inquiry is if you file a late tax return. Now, does the filing of one tax return late mean that you'll get a tax inquiry? Probably not, but if you file... If you, if you regularly file late tax returns, then that will ge- mean it's highly likely you will get a tax inquiry. But obviously, if you file a late tax return, then you've got penalties, and if as the, the months go on, the penalties get bigger. So, avoid filing late tax returns to avoid penalties, and of course, to avoid a tax inquiry because they're not nice. The second thing which triggers uh, a tax inquiry is if you pay your tax late. So, if you keep paying your taxes late, uh, HMR, the HMRC system will flag you up uh, as saying this is somebody who's higher risk. We ought to look at them uh, deeper. So, always try and pay your taxes on time. The third and most common one, uh, uh, and I, I smile as I say this because I've found out about this a number of times, is somebody. Tips HMRC off. So the general one usually is husband and wife, boyfriend, girlfriend uh, break up, uh, and one of them tips off HMRC, gives them information uh, about things uh, which uh, might or might not be true, but HMRC uh, are likely to follow that inquiry up and open up an inquiry. And of course, it doesn't have to be uh, husband and wife or boyfriend, girlfriend. It could be the next door neighbors that you've fallen out with. It could be a friend you've fallen out with. But this is uh, a line of inquiry, which is quite popular. So try not to fall out with uh, people, guys and girls. I know you're pretty good at it anyhow, uh, but that does lead to an inquiry. The fourth one, uh, which again is quite popular, is HMRC have the ability to get hold of your credit file and they can do credit checks. So if they see on there that you have got a number of bank accounts uh, or you've got a lot of credit cards or you've got a lot of loans, especially if you own property and you've got mortgages and they tie that up with your tax returns and say, hold a moment, this person's got, let's say for example, 10 mortgages. They're only declaring £15,000 rental income. That can't be right. Let's go in there, have a look. Interestingly also, Of course, when they open up an inquiry, they will ask you for your bank statements. And sometimes they'll ask you for your personal bank statements, which I'm going to cover for you later, but it ought to be known to you that they know how many bank accounts you have, how many credit cards you have, and they will look to ask for those, especially if they can find a gap in your records. But we're going to cover that shortly. Something else which happens, which is very pertinent, by the way, for property investors is sometimes mortgage lenders might tip off HMRC um, in terms of your income, especially if it doesn't add up to them. They'll tip off HMRC and say, this person's income doesn't add up. You might want to have a look at this person here. Uh, Hence why, obviously, it's important we get those figures right. Something else which leads to a tax inquiry is HMRC might be looking at somebody else's affairs. You've done some business with them and that leads HMRC to follow their line of inquiry and then they start looking at you. That's bad luck and one of the worst ways to get caught up with a tax inquiry, but that happens too. Having mistakes on your tax returns definitely leads a tax inquiry. So if you've claimed certain expenditure, HMRC, uh, look at those figures, then then they don't don't tie up. For example, claiming capital allowances incorrectly at the wrong rates uh, is a a popular one. Uh, If you've got a company car through a limited company uh, and you've not declared on on a P11D, that's a popular one. Uh, If you've got property and there's a high level of repairs and maintenance, that's a very big and popular one, uh, which leads to a lot of tax inquiries, but mistakes or certain figures that don't tie up or certain patterns uh, that don't tie up will lead to an inquiry. And then the 10th one is where they say it's a random selection. I'm sure they pick a few uh, randomly just to justify that. But what usually happens is once the system notifies HMRC personnel that a particular file is of high risk then HMRC have their risk assessment team who go through the file, look at other public information areas to see what's going on and they will then decide whether or not to open up an inquiry. So it's not random whatsoever and HMRC raised about 30 billion pounds every single year through compliance checks. So it's a big deal and that's why they keep doing it. Uh, So if you have an inquiry, what are some of the things that you ought to know where people trip up? The first and most obvious one is never ever lie during a tax inquiry because it's highly likely you will get caught out. And when you caught out, HMRC inspectors hate people lying, they see it happening uh, all too often, they will come down on you like a ton of bricks and above and beyond that they will give you higher penalties. Whereas if you cooperate with them, uh, you make any disclosure that needs to be made, uh, they will be more open with you and the penalties will be lower. So do not lie whatever you do. Another favorite of HMRCs is once they've opened up an inquiry, they will ask you to have a meeting. So please remember, there is no compulsion for you to meet with them whatsoever. I know a lot of accountants and advisors will say, have a meeting. It's totally up to you. You don't have to. And remember, if you go into a meeting, HMRC officers are trained. They will spend quite a few hours getting together a whole list of questions. And part of their job is as they're asking you questions, they are closing certain corridors uh, as they take you down a particular path. And once you've gone down that path, it's pretty hard to come back, especially if you've answered all those questions. So most of those questions aren't random, they are on purpose. So avoid the meeting if you can. HMRC inspectors will give you this Defense or reason that if you meet with us, that shows you're cooperating. Uh, therefore, we're going to charge you less penalties if we have to charge you a penalty. That is not totally true. You have you should cooperate with them, but just because you did not go and meet with them, that does not show a lack of cooperation. Now, let's say if you do decide to meet with them, always make sure you ask them for a detailed agenda alongside timings for the meeting. With a detailed agenda, if they ever go off topic and ask you something off the agenda, you can say, this is not not on the agenda, we don't want to talk about it, and you can move on. If the meeting goes beyond the timings they gave you, you can say, I've only booked two and a half hours for this meeting, we've had two and a half hours, let's now call it a day, and you can end the meeting. And of course, most importantly, if you don't like their line of questioning uh, or you don't feel comfortable, you can walk away and walk out of that meeting anytime you like. You are under no compulsion to stay in that meeting if you don't feel comfortable. HMRC officers will usually bring somebody to take notes. If you don't feel comfortable with that person being there, you can ask for them to leave the room because you are allowed privacy, and if you don't feel comfortable uh, disclosing that information to somebody else apart from the HMRC inspector, you don't have to. The person taking notes will usually take quite detailed notes. Those notes are then sent to you. HMRC officers will ask you to read those notes and sign them. My advice to you is, think very carefully before you sign them because once you've signed them, HMRC will use that information if they can against you. So if you've said anything in the meeting, where you've gone home and thought about it, reflected and thought this wasn't quite accurate or isn't represented accurately. Change those meeting notes when you respond to HMRC after they send those meeting notes to you. Do not sign them. You're under no obligation to sign them whatsoever. Another favourite of HMRCs is to ask you for personal bank statements. They are not entitled to those personal bank statements. However, if they find discrepancies in your accounts, they've broken down the records, there's a lot of missing information and they can't accurately say that the accounts are correct, then they might ask you for personal bank statements. But do not volunteer them on their first request and always challenge them and ask them why they think they should have access to your personal bank statements because they are a private document which HMRC are not entitled to. So always question that. HMRC are entitled to ask for information which is reasonably required. If you ask any lawyer uh, in this group uh, what the word reasonable means, they'll tell you it's quite loose and not always easy to define. So when HMRC asks you for information, always ask them, is this reasonably required? And please justify to us why you think it's reasonably required. Because they'll ask you for anything they like. Sometimes they will try things on and if you resist, you'll find they'll back down more often than not. Uh, So don't give them anything and everything they ask for. When an inquiry comes to an end, always get your accountant or advisor to ask HMRC to verify that you've claimed all the different reliefs, exemptions and allowances. They'll come back to you and say to you it's not their job to to advise you of that but you can say we've been through the inquiry, we've cooperated with you, we've given you all the information we can so can you now confirm to us that we've claimed all the different reliefs, exemptions and allowances and most inspectors are pretty okay like that. If you have underpaid tax and they want to charge you more tax they are going to give you a penalty. Remember you should negotiate those penalties. So if they start out at 50%, ask them for their reasons why they think it should be 50% and then challenge that, negotiate. Uh, Quite often 50% can come down to 20%, 25%. So don't just accept whatever they give you as a penalty. And at the end of the inquiry, they are going to ask you, especially if they find mistakes and gaps, they will ask you to sign a statement of assets and liabilities. By all means complete that and give it to HMRC but you don't have to sign it. So some of you uh, might know and recall if you're as old as I am uh, that, that there was a guy called Lester Piggott who is a jockey and quite famously he went to prison for tax fraud. What he did was he signed his statement of assets and liabilities forgot to list a certain bank account and then paid HMRC by check using the bank account which he hadn't declared on his statement of assets and liabilities. And therefore, HMRC used that pretty much to hang him. So do not sign the assets and liabilities form, but by all means, uh, give that information to them. So I hope you found that useful. Going forward, I'll be covering different areas of finance and tax. So if you have any particular topics you want me to cover, I'm more than happy to do that. Finance Friday, 8 o'clock on every single Friday, as the title suggests. I hope you'll join me in the future and I hope you find this useful. Bye for now and have a pleasant weekend. Thanks for listening to Wealth Made Simple. You can follow and contact Shaz on the Facebook pages Entrust Property Tax and The Profits Wizard. You can also find Shaz on LinkedIn, YouTube, and Instagram. Alternatively, email him at shaz at aa-accountants.co.uk. Build your wealth by mastering money.